0: Hey there, today we are talking about what comes first. The podcast, where you grow your audience, or the offer, where you try to sell something. I'm gonna explain it all to you in this episode. Let's get started. So the real question is this. How can podcasters like us, who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference, monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hosler, and thank you for joining me today. We've had a little bit of a break on the podcast, and it was because I have been putting my nose to the grindstone, working very, very hard on our business team podcast so that we can scale, we can uh, get more automation completed, and we can just make things more efficient and streamlined for our customers. So uh, in case you don't know who I am, I am the CEO of Team Podcast, and we are a full-service podcast. Podcast production company, who also focuses on monetization. So I'm very proud to say we've been working very hard to get some of our clients monetized and get them revenue coming in every single month for their podcasts. So if that's something you're interested in, you can go to teampodcast.com and find out how to contact me there. So what am I talking about today? Well, there are two schools of thought as far as podcasts go. Now, I'm going to tell you right away full disclosure, my position on this is going to make a lot of old school podcasters mad. Yep, they're going to hate me for my position. And you know what, that's okay. It's one of the things I feel the most strongly about. And I feel like because of the way we've gotten this wrong so much in podcasting, we've set ourselves up for failure. So the question is, and the, the school of thought is, and you might have heard it too, when you started a podcast, people say, just get started all you need is a microphone to start podcasting just get started get your podcast out there start building your audience get a big enough audience and then you can figure out how you're going to monetize it so that whole if you build it they will come and if they come they will buy that's essentially what they're saying now I could not disagree with this more and my school of thought is you create your offer first. In other words, you know who you're serving, how you're serving them. You get your irresistible offer completely ready to go and then you go out and create a podcast so that you can drive traffic to your offer. Now let me tell you a couple of differences and I'm just going to paint the picture because I've seen it happen time and time and time again with someone who's starting a podcast and they're following the typical podcast coach guru type person. They're going to say, build your content. You need to get a nice mic. You need to focus on audio quality. You need to get a nice logo. You need it. And you do need to do all those things. But they're going to say the most important thing is just starting to create content and putting it out there. And at some point in time, when you put enough content out there, you can decide that you are going to, sell something you're going to I don't really know what you're going to sell maybe when you start but at some point in time you'll figure it out and then either you'll get sponsorships or somebody will buy something from you and then eventually anywhere from a year to three years down the road once you've built enough of an audience then you deserve to be monetized that's an, a real interesting way to approach podcasting because it makes it so desirable right spend all this money now to get your podcast set up spend all the time creating the podcast episodes and then if you keep doing it for a year or more you will probably have enough traction that you can be monetizing your show (laughs) Who does that? I mean, it doesn't make sense in so many ways. And I'm going to break it down for you, explain it to you here, because like nobody else starts a business this way. Do you ever see a restaurant start by just just opening the doors and just giving people free samples? Like, don't sell anything yet. Just give them free samples. And if you give out enough free samples, eventually they'll come back and they'll ask you to cook them something. I mean, it, it. we don't do this for retail stores. Nobody puts up a storefront and hangs a sign and says, we're open for not business, we're just open, right? And people walk in and they look around and there's nothing to buy. They just, maybe there's some, articles on the wall or maybe there's some you know nice displays in there and they can just go through and look, that's called a museum, right? <laughs> that's called a an archive or a uh, display or something like that. It's not a business. And so what happens is podcasters number one, the average podcast has seven episodes in it before it, what we call pod fades, right? So if you're you're thinking of starting a podcast and you have to sort of earn this longevity badge of getting to a year or more before you monetize, then the majority of podcasts won't make it, right? Because they're not going to get past seven. Now, would more podcasts be longer running beyond seven episodes if they were monetized from the beginning? I don't know about you, but my guess is yes. Think about it. If you knew every time you created a podcast, you were going to get paid somehow by a sponsor, by your own products and services being sold, by something, you would probably be very consistent with podcasting. Why is that? Because you would know that if you didn't create a podcast, it would affect your income right? So you keep creating podcasts, and you keep figuring out how to get more of your income coming in through your podcast, rather than the other things you're doing to create income. But this is why most podcasters get stuck in free content creation mode, because they're creating content, they're, they're developing a community, they're gathering their tribe, but they don't have anywhere to send that tribe. And so they've got this tribe just out here, this nebulous tribe, and they never figure out how to monetize it. Now, on the other hand, if you... Take a show, for example, I'll just I'll just use my show as, as an example. I'm not I mean, I. it's not like I get, you know, 100,000 downloads a month on my show because there's not that many people interested in podcast monetization. Right. But I have a show. Um, I took a break and uh, for about six months or more, I guess, and, and then had to get some stuff fixed in my business before I could uh, have time to create content up until I took a break ahead, I, I believe 21 episodes was, were published. And so with that being said, with only 21 episodes and mostly a weekly show, I had monetized, I have a just over $5,000 a month of income that's directly tied back to this podcast. And it's from clients who want us to do uh, podcast production and marketing services and some other joint ventures and things that we're doing with the monetization of podcasts. So I have over $5,000 a month tied to just this podcast and can directly trace back to this podcast. Now, my whole business is about podcasting, and so I've got other revenue streams for other things, but... Um, most people, if you have a podcaster who has their normal business and they're creating a podcast, they would welcome a $5,000 a month, what we call MRR, monthly recurring revenue, coming in directly from their podcast. I mean, that is another $60,000 plus a year of, from that revenue stream. And that's assuming that it doesn't grow uh, the more you podcast, right? So... With just 21 episodes and just under a year of podcasting with a big break in there, um, that's more than a lot of people that have been podcasting for a long time. I have most, unfortunately, a lot of clients that have hundreds of thousands of downloads every single month. They've been podcasting for five years. They're consistent. They never miss an episode, but they have not monetized. And the reason they haven't monetized is Probably a mystery to them as well as it is to me because they could, but they were just taught to go create content. And once you create content, eventually you'll figure out how to monetize it. Don't worry about they'll say, you know, podcasters get really bent out of shape whenever people start talking about monetization before they even get a podcast launched. And I see it in the groups all the time and people just really, really rake them over the coals. And I'm like, ooh, I, I'm proud of those people that are talking about that before they even start. It's like, you know, trying to start a business, but never understanding where you're you're money's going to come from and where your profit's going to come from and what what you're doing to create products and services nobody would do that if they really were running legitimate business but somehow for podcasting people that are in it for the hobby or as a side hustle um, for whatever reason get really been out of shape whenever people go into podcasting with the purpose for making money and let me just say this right now anything related to your business that you're doing, if it is not making you money, then you probably need to cut back on that part of your business, right? If it's not profitable, you're wasting your time and you don't need to be spending money there. But there are a lot of things that you could do to get money coming in from a podcast. And I'm of the school of thought that you need to create your offer first In other words, who are you serving? How are you going to serve them? If you're serving like me, I serve podcasters. Uh, I help them monetize by building marketing funnels, by creating products and doing all those sorts of things that can help them get money in the digital realm and get more of their income coming in from things that they're creating with their content for podcasting. And with that being said, many people want more of their income to come in from podcasting online versus actually in person or having to do local type businesses or other things because they want time freedom and they want location independence. So when you have a lot of your money coming in from online, you can many times get time and location freedom. So that's what people are looking for. So if you don't create your offer first, you have no idea what to offer somebody. And what happens is you create an audience that is absolutely full of freebie seekers. Now, there is nothing wrong with giving away something free for value. I do it. I think everyone just about, especially if you're a podcaster, you're giving away something free um, that is of value, but you're not charging for it. And if that is all that your audience ever wants, then you will never monetize your podcast. So you have to have an audience that understands that there is a value exchange. In other words, I'm going to share some secrets and some ways to monetize podcasts that you might not be familiar with. I'm gonna show you how to do it in order to get more people doing the process so that they can monetize their own podcast. In the course of doing that, it might get too hard for somebody to start this journey by themselves. And they think, you know what? I'm going to get there a lot quicker if I just hire Christy and her team to do it for me. And those people will step forward and say, I want to take you up on one of your offers, Christy. I want you to build my funnels, or I want you to do my podcast production, or I want you to create, uh, take my podcast and create additional digital products out of the podcast content I'm creating. All of those things are offers that we have out there. And you, by that same token, should be making offers to your audience, because if you never make an offer, you will never sell anything. And the vast majority of podcasters that are not monetized are simply because they are not selling anything. But I want you to understand why it's important to create your offer first. It takes a lot of work to sell something. It really does. It's there's a craft to it. There's an art form in uh, making a pitch and making it compelling and making it hit all of those triggers that makes somebody want to step forward and raise their hand and say, I am someone that would love to have that. Right. Selling does not happen through subtlety most often. At least any replicatable sales process doesn't happen through subtlety. So you have to be very overt whenever you pitch your product. You have to sh- tell people what your offer is. You have to show people what services you provide in order for them to want to take advantage of it and or have you do whatever it is you do for them. It's not going to happen because people listen to your podcast. And many times I have clients and I listen to their podcast and I'll ask them, you know, what, what are you like? What do you have that somebody who's listening to your podcast can buy? What do you have? And they might say, well, I have this program or whatever. And I'll say, do the people that are listening to your podcast know that you have this program? And many times, most often, the answer is, no, they don't. I haven't mentioned it. Do you get that? Why would, why would anyone come to buy something if they don't know you're selling it? They probably need what you have. They probably need what you're offering. If they're in your target audience and you're making offers for your ideal clients, probably is a very good chance they match up to uh, what you would want in an ideal client. Your listeners do. So why would you not let them know what you offer? Oh, I don't want to come across as too salesy. I've had clients before that have really difficult times getting over their own sales blocks. You need to understand that your sales pitch, if it turns somebody off and they aren't going to buy because you actually made a sales pitch, you know what? they can pound sand. You don't need them listening to your show because all they're ever going to be is a freebie seeker. And you don't want to get stuck in free content creation mode. You don't want to get stuck having to feed the beast of your podcast with time, money, effort, heartache, all of these things just so people can consume all your content for free and go on your merry way. The value exchange has to be there for you to make your podcast sustainable. And if you're not selling anything and you don't have sponsors, there is no way in the world anyone is going to know how they can contribute to the value exchange. Right, They're not going to know. So you have to make offers. And the more you make offers, the better you'll get at it. And the more offers you make to your audience, the better your audience will appreciate what you're doing and why you're doing it. Let me just tell you this. Every podcaster I feel like in, in, that, that wants to have a business from their podcast should be all about the money. It's not a subtle thing. It's not a lay back and let, you know, let's see what happens and eventually somebody's going to tap you on the shoulder and hand you a stack of money. It doesn't happen that way. Most of the time, sponsors will never seek you out. You have to seek them out. Most of the time, customers will never seek you out. You have to seek them out and you have to show them what you're offering and show them what value you can provide and what transformation you can bring about in their lives and so if you don't do that on your podcast, your podcast is going to sit there and be another one stuck in free content creation mode where none of your podcast listeners ever buy anything that you, you are offering because you're not offering anything. And then what happens is to really meet the needs in their lives, they go find somebody else that will. I have had clients before. This is this is just a terrible slap in the face to me. But I've had clients before that we do podcast editing for, and that's all they could afford at the point in time that they came to our services. But we do everything for a show. I mean, we create, we uh, we do all your audio editing, we do your video editing, we create your images, we um, write your show notes, we publish to your podcast host, we. Um, publish to your website we can give you an audiogram we can give you a, a video snippet i mean just from from nuts soup to nuts whatever you call it a to z we can do it all for your podcast and i have literally had some people that only had us doing editing leave our service before because they said to me christy I I've loved working with you but I am going to switch to somebody else because I'm looking for a more full service solution. Now you talk about a face palm situation. There is no way in the world I was doing my job as a business owner or marketer or upselling my existing customer base whenever my customers don't even know what all we offer. I'm working on fixing that, right? But I'm the same way as you. I I just don't bother people that are already spending money with us because I feel like I don't, you know, I'm not trying to always hustle another dollar out of them. I want to provide value. And If I'm having customers leave us to go to somebody else that offers the exact same thing that we do, but our clients didn't know we offer that, then the problem is in my messaging. And the problem is in your messaging, too, if people that listen to your show and are looking for the solutions you provide, end up going and buying it from someone else because someone else made an offer, or someone else ran an ad, or someone else did something that triggered that person to become a buyer, and you didn't. All you did is gave them free information and told them to go to your website or leave a review on your podcast app and thanked them for listening to the show. You have to create offers to make it sustainable. So I say what comes first, the offer or the audience, the offer should always come first. It doesn't mean that your offer is always going to be in its final form whenever you put it out there. You can always continue to tweak it and then you can continue to make more offers and give more of your clients what they want. But if you don't create an offer, you are determined to put out a podcast anyway, you will be stuck in free content creation mode and you won't make it past it because very few end up being able to convert a podcast non-sold audience and a off, uh, audience full of people that have never heard a pitch before to all of a sudden pitching them and having them understand there's an offer to be made. Most podcasters can't get their arms around it as well. We have mental blocks as podcasters. I've, we have a client that we've monetized her show this past week by getting advertising for it. And once we got the sponsor ads and that sort of thing, I got a message saying, can you tell me what kind of verbiage I should use to break it to my audience that it's come to this that I have to get sponsors for the podcast in order to keep podcasting? If It's come to this that I have to get sponsors. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 honey, turn that paradigm around it is an honor that you have reached a point in your podcast life that most podcasters would kill for and that is when you have enough downloads and when you have enough of an audience that you can get sponsors to pay to put ads on your show that is what most people that are podcasting want Right. And so she felt really bad about that and felt like she needed to apologize and sorry, I'm going to be interrupting your content. This come to this. We have to make it sustainable and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that is not the way to position it because you've made a great accomplishment and getting sponsors on your show is a good thing. Even whenever you monetize your show from your own products and services, you need to have multiple streams of income coming in from your show. And by getting sponsors, that's one income stream you can have. It's the hardest income stream to have. It's probably not the first income stream for most people. But this person came to me with an established audience with a good track record of downloads. There was no reason not to pull those levers and get her podcast sponsored so she could begin recouping some of her money and actually trying to get her podcast to cash flow. You have to look at all of these endeavors as a business. You really, really do. And if you don't manage it that way, it will suck the life out of you. It will basically get you to the point where you are going to pod fade. And I don't want that to happen to you. So always get your offer down. It doesn't mean it's the only offer you're ever going to have, but get your main offer or your opening offer down know what it is, here's the thing we're selling, here's how we're packaging it, here's how we're messaging it, here's how we're marketing it, and then build your podcast so that you're attracting the people that are going to resonate with that offer. And then from there, you become much more likely to monetize your show versus getting stuck in free content creation mode so gurus are going to hate me they'll say people shouldn't come to podcasting expecting money and i've even had people talk to me about how they hate whenever people ask questions about monetizing before they've even started the show and everyone's advice is put the show out first don't worry about monetization it comes later and that is a broken system my friends that is the broken system that podcasting is and i am i don't think i'm on a one woman mission to turn that around but by god i am doing everything i can to make sure that we don't have people getting stuck just creating free content without growing their actual paid client list. And that's what I want for you too. So I hope this has given you a little bit of insight into what you should be doing first before you even if you're starting to think about building a podcast, please get your offer down first, understand what you're going to be offering and how you're going to position it to people and all the the nuance about how to attract people that that offer would appeal to before you even begin creating a podcast. If you do it correctly, it'll save you a lot because it'll keep you from number one, getting stuck in free content creation mode. And then it will also keep you from having to rebrand later on. I've got several client clients right now that started their podcast with a name of a show that is just not something they should have chosen. But they didn't know that at the time. So now they're rebranding. And every time they rebrand, you know what happens? They get more clear with their message. They get more specific, they niche down. And that's what you want. You don't want to be trying to be the, the clever person that draws people in with a subtle message that will never convert. You want to be very clear about the value that you offer and you always want to make sure there's a value exchange on your podcast. If you don't, it'll be one of the ones to pod fade. So hashtag no more pod fading. We're tired of it. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've gotten something out of this today. I'll quit rambling and beating my drum. I can step off my soapbox now because I've said what I need to say, but get your offer together. If you've already started a podcast and you don't have an offer, Figure out who you serve and how you're going to serve them. I get a little resistant sometimes whenever I tell my podcast clients this because they say, well, I I can't really offer anything because I'm not licensed to practice counseling in that state. Fine. Offer coaching. You know what? Because the government doesn't regulate coaching. Or you can offer a support group or you can offer some sort of a group coaching or you can offer some information and or education. You don't have to have if you are a uh, in a certain uh, niche and you feel like, well, I'm I'm a relation. I mean, my my podcast is about relationships, but I'm not a relationship coach or a therapist or whatever. Figure out how are you going to serve those people? Doesn't have to be, you have to serve them from a coach perspective or a counselor perspective or a marriage therapist perspective. You can serve as a layperson. If you are, you know, any kind of a coach or any kind of a helper for people in your niche, figure out how you can productize something that you can offer them. And make them clients. Make your listeners clients. That's exactly what you want to do. But don't have the barrier up of I'm not qualified. I can't practice. I don't have the license, whatever. And I'm not saying do anything wrong and and do anything shady, but break out of that box. There are is a way to educate people and there is a way to support people as they make changes in their lives to get their lives in a better situation without it bumping up against any professional credentials that you have and overlapping just have to be very clear about keeping that kind of stuff separate so I hope you're challenged to create your offers and figure out what you can throw out there because the more you throw it out there The more you're going to get practice at doing it, the better you're going to get at it. And then from there, you keep doing it and you keep iterating and you keep growing. So... Thank you for listening today. If there's anything I can do to help you, you can come join our Podcast Monetization Secrets Facebook group. We're there and uh, hoping to provide as much value there as we can. If you need help with your podcast, you can go over to teampodcast.com and uh, contact us there. If there's anything we can help you with. And until then, just remember that podcasting changes lives. I hope you have an awesome day. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.